98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, Mirror fans will be able to get a refund for their concert tickets or use them for later shows. A new law that's expected to take effect in early 2024 seeks to criminalize improper vehicle disposal. And health authorities urge par- parents to vaccinate toddlers against COVID. There's been a mostly positive reaction from concert goers to refund options provided by the Mirror concert organizers after the boy band's shows were scrapped following the accident last month. Under one option, fans will have a year to seek a refund starting next month. Aaron Tam reports. Aside from seeking a refund, fans can also keep the tickets for future concerts if they're to take place. People who've bought online live broadcast packages, meanwhile, can get a full refund. Some fans welcomed the exchange option, saying they're willing to wait for Mirror's return to the stage. Others demanded organizers take responsibility. The popular boy band's concerts were halted late last month after a giant video panel fell during the show, injuring two dancers. The Commissioner for Transport, Rosanna Law, says the government is planning to introduce a new law which would criminalize vehicle owners who fail to dispose of their cars or motorcycles properly. Speaking on an RTHK program, Ms. Law said the legislation is expected to come into effect in early 2024, after which owners will be breaking the law if they fail to renew or cancel their vehicle's registration or if they fail to apply for an exemption. Aside from the legal liability, we will impose a fine with deterrent effect or even imprisonment. We don't want to punish vehicle owners, but we would like to build up a sense of responsibility in citizens, an awareness that an owner of a vehicle, whether it's old or new, is responsible for the disposing of it properly, rather than just leaving it on the streets, waiting for the government to clean up after you. A former president of the Hong Kong Automobile Association, Wesley Wan, says fines for dumping unwanted cars or motorcycles should be increased to $10,000. He said the problem of abandoned vehicles had become pretty bad with motorbikes dumped in alleyways and unwanted cars all over the new territories. He told RTHK that the current littering fine was $1,500. Well, it could cost around a few thousand to arrange for proper disposal. Mr. Wan was commenting on the government's new cleanup drive that was launched on Sunday. The new law was presented to the Legislative Council in May, and if it gets passed later this year, it will be introduced in 2024. And the new law is about if a vehicle has not been registered for two years, then it will be deregistered by the Transport Department. So the owner will be warned. They will give you some time to pick up your own trash, and then you'll get a fine. The fine now is $1,500, but they are going to increase it, of course. A 43-year-old security guard has died after a car park gate fell on her yesterday evening. The incident happened around 6 p.m. when the gate that measures 4.7 meters wide and 2.5 meters tall struck the woman at the Yamate Maternal and Child Health Center. Police said the victim sustained multiple injuries and was taken to Queen Elizabeth Hospital for treatment. She died shortly after midnight. Health officials have again urged parents to inoculate their children against COVID-19 after another infected toddler ended up in intensive care. The 27-month-old boy developed croup, which narrows the airways, and was critically ill by yesterday afternoon. He hadn't been vaccinated, although jabs for under threes became available almost a fortnight ago. Lau Kahin is a chief manager at the hospital authority. 
his difficulty in breathing continued to worsen, and then he uh, presented with croup, and intubation was required to assess his breathing. He is now in the pediatric ICU of Princess Margaret Hospital in critical condition. We appeal to parents once again to not hesitate. Take your children to get vaccinated to enhance protection as soon as possible. Vaccination against COVID-19 is the most effective way to prevent serious conditions and fatalities. The police force has introduced a new mechanism that monitors public opinion online using big data to try to combat disinformation. Chief Superintendent Karen Chung from the force's newly upgraded public relations wing says what happened during the 2019 social unrest showed how destructive fake news can be. We feel that the police have the responsibility and the need to find disinformation as quickly as possible and to clarify it. The aim of the mechanism is to understand what's being escalated online or what kind of smearing is going on that needs clarification. If we fail to clarify in a timely manner, it may cause misunderstanding among the people, especially young people, about the government or the police, or even generate hatred. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has accused his predecessor, Scott Morrison, of trashing democracy after revealing that while his predecessor was in power, he was quietly appointed to five ministerial roles without the knowledge of many other lawmakers or the public. Mr. Albanese alleged that Mr. Morrison had been operating in secret, keeping the Australian people in the dark and misleading Parliament over who was in charge of what portfolios. There have been revelations of an extraordinary and unprecedented trashing of our democracy by the former Morrison government. This has been government by deception, government in secret, the appointment of not a shadow ministry by the leader of the opposition, but a shadow government by the Prime Minister. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has called on world leaders to impose more sanctions on Russia to force its troops to withdraw from Europe's biggest nuclear plant. In his nightly address, he said that a catastrophe at the Zaporizhia power station would threaten the entire region. If the world now lacks the strength and determination to protect one nuclear plant, it means that the world will lose. It will lose to terrorists. It will give in to nuclear blackmail. And this may set a precedent that other terrorists will see. U.S. officials have warned of an increase in violent threats to law enforcement agents following the search of Donald Trump's Florida estate, Mar-a-Lago. The FBI and Department of Homeland Security issued a memo saying specific violent threats had been posted on social media against officials. Three days ago, a man wearing body armor was shot dead by police after attempting to breach the FBI field office in Cincinnati. Will Summers, a reporter at The Daily Beast. We just saw last week that someone made a bunch of these threats on Trump's own social media network. And then that person went out and tried to shoot up an FBI office in Ohio. Uh, Essentially, he was even posting during his attempted massacre of FBI agents. You know, fortunately, no one was hurt uh, besides this attempted gunman himself. But I mean, we see really, I mean, this stuff is people are posting and they're really these Trump sites are just full of anger right now at the FBI. A group of American journalists and lawyers are suing the CIA over allegations it spied on them when they visited the WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange during his stay in Ecuador's embassy in London. 
Mr. Assange is currently fighting extradition to the U.S. on espionage charges. Robert Boyle is a New York City lawyer consulting on the lawsuit. Mr. Assange's rights, I would submit to a fair trial, have now been tainted, if not destroyed. The recording of meetings with friends, with lawyers, the copying of his attorneys and friends' digital information taints the criminal prosecution because now the government knows the contents of those communications. The CIA has declined to comment on the lawsuit. The body that gives out Academy Awards or the Oscars has apologized to an actress who was booed and heckled nearly 50 years ago for protesting about the film industry's treatment of Native Native Americans. Sasheen Littlefeather, who has Apache ancestry, attended the 1973 Academy Awards at the behest of Marlon Brando. Here's the BBC's Peter Bowes. It was the 1973 Academy Awards. Marlon Brando had been the favourite to win for his performance in The Godfather, but he boycotted the ceremony and asked Sasheen Littlefeather to decline the Oscar on his behalf. The goal? To draw attention to stereotypical images of Native Americans portrayed by Hollywood and the occupation by an activist organisation of a South Dakota town called Wounded Knee over the mistreatment of America's indigenous people. The actress's 60-second speech led to her being personally attacked, harassed and shunned by the entertainment industry. Kenya's new president-elect, William Ruto, says he wants to unite the country after his narrow election victory. Following a week of counting, the authorities announced on Monday that Mr. Ruto had defeated his rival, Raila Odinga. In his speech in the capital, Nairobi, Mr. Ruto said there was no room for looking back, only toward the future. I want to promise all the people of Kenya, whichever way they voted, that this will be their government. I am acutely aware that our country is at a stage where we need all hands on deck to move it forward. Mr. Odinga's supporters have made accusations of vote rigging. He hasn't spoken publicly, and it isn't clear whether he'll make a legal challenge. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,062. That's 19 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $41 billion. And in currencies, a U.S. dollar will buy you 133.35 yen. The euro is standing at one U.S. dollar and one cent. And the pound is worth nine Hong Kong dollars and 44 cents. In sport, Liverpool are still looking for their first win in the English Premier League. They split the points with Crystal Palace in a one-all draw at Anfield, where Darwin Nunez was sent off with a straight red card. The BBC's Juliet Farrington has more details. Liverpool forced to come from behind again after Palace's goal came in the first half against the run of play. Zaha finishing off after being given the ball to chase just past the half-hour mark. It went from bad to worse for Liverpool. Second half, Darwin was sent off. Straight red card, head-butting Anderson. No one really knows what he was thinking. But it was Luis Diaz who came to the rescue for Liverpool. A superb solo effort. His run beating around three or four players, curling his shot in from the edge of the D. Full-time, Liverpool won, Crystal Palace won. Liverpool boss Jurgen, Jurgen Klopp says he was proud of the way his side came from behind after the red card to Nunez. Felt okay, I would say again. We were, were absolutely good in the game again, and then um, so everything was in place, if you want. And then we get the red card, which was a red card. I saw it now back in the game. I couldn't see it, with provocation, yes, but still a red card. Yeah, and then reaction was absolutely outstanding. Palace manager Patrick Vieira says his side worked hard to earn the point. It's not an easy place to come and um, 
we defended really well as a team. We were prepared to suffer. We suffered. I think in our, in our counter-attack, we were quite uh, quite good. More the games was going, and more we were getting dangerous. And um, we needed a big team performance, and we had it. Uh, we had it tonight. Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel and Spurs boss Antonio Conte have both been charged by the Football Association following their clash at the end of Sunday's Premier League match. Both managers were sent off after their angry confrontation at, at full time of the controversial two-all draw. The former Chelsea forward Gianfranco Zola, who played on the Italian national team with Conte, said his former teammates' behavior on the sidelines will only inspire his players. When the passion is under control, uh, it's always something that uh, you want to see. The players, they, they like it. Uh, it means that, uh, you know, you've got somebody on your side that uh, cares about what you do and uh, he puts a lot of uh, into it. Now, there is not uh, any doubt that it's only, it's only a positive thing. Obviously, if you are on the other side and uh, like yesterday, you, you consider goal at the last second, uh, the game, you, <laughs> you, 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 you don't appreciate that much. But, but uh, you know, it's part of the game and you have to ask, ask, accept that. The FA will also investigate Tuchel after his post-game comments about referee Anthony Taylor. Tuchel suggested Taylor shouldn't referee Chelsea matches in the future and claimed every member of the dressing room agreed with him. In Italy, Angel Di Maria scored on a winning debut for Juventus, rounding up the results from Serie A and La Liga. The BBC's Paul Serres. Juventus kicked off their season with a 3-0 win over Sassuolo. Angel Di Maria marked his competitive debut for the old lady with a goal, while Dusan Vlaovic scored twice. Elsewhere, Napoli beat Verona 5-2 away from home. In Spain, Alvaro Morata scored twice as Atletico Madrid beat Getafe 3-0. Real Betis were 3-0 winners over Elche, and the match between Athletic Club and Mallorca finished goalless. Football's world governing body has suspended India's federation with immediate effect. FIFA cited undue influence from third parties for the decision. The announcement means India has been stripped of the right to host the Women's Under-17 World Cup, which is due to take place in October. And uh, let's take a look at the weather. Cloudy with a few showers and isolated thunderstorms. Sunny in the afternoon, moderate easterlies, fresh offshore later. Next few days, we will see showers and thunderstorms becoming fine, very hot early next week. Currently, the temperature is 32 degrees Celsius, relative humidity is 71%. And to end the news, the top stories once again, Mirror fans will be able to get a refund for their concert tickets or use them for later shows. A new law that's expected to take effect in 2024 seeks to criminalize improper vehicle disposal. And health authorities urge parents to vaccinate toddlers against COVID. The news from RTHK. With music, news and information, this is Radio 3. Looking at the world through the sunset in your eyes Juggling the train through clear Moroccan skies Bucks and pigs and chickens call Animal carpet wall to wall American ladies five foot tall Sweeping cobwebs from the edges of my mind Had to get away to see what we could find Hope the days that fly ahead Bring us back to where they've led Listen up to what they said to you Would you know we're riding On the Marrakesh Express 
If you got them, ladies, gentlemen, good afternoon. Welcome to the one, two, three show. I'm back, me again, not Noreen at all. It's Rod Stewart. <laughs> 